long ago, in the past, there was uh, audio books and uh, uh, s- s- wa- wax cylinders and uh, vinyl. And then a, a pot podcast came along and ch- chose chose us, me. It's me. It's me, Leander. And and this is my normal voice. And this is um, today. I'm with Hashem. Yeah, he's with me. I don't know what that intro was. I gotta be honest. <laughs> it was like the you know the start of the movie is like hey like a long ago. The start of the movie shit. was shit. Um, hey, th- so okay, no, 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 no. Why, don't, don't play remember. your hands so early. <laughs> no, the, okay, the movie like starts off with this whole like spiel about like magic or something. Where it was like, remember it was a Nick Cage talking about Morgana was sealed away in the ancient tomes for all time. Maybe we I do something like that. You bringing up Nick Cage so gallivantingly is a red flag. What do you mean? Oh, I feel Nick like Cage is in this movie. Okay. Yeah, and he's also in <laughs> Knowing, and that's a good movie. I, I'm is just kidding. It? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna jump behind that. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, listen. Okay, I don't want to play my hand too early, but I enjoyed myself watching this movie. I was surprisingly pleased with it. I honestly didn't expect much, but it's fine. And I think for what it is, and for the era, and for the target audience, it's good. You know? Yeah. It's certainly a step above those like straight to family channel shit movies, like Minutemen. I'll never go back and watch okay. that, but I know if I did, it would be awful. You know what I mean? So we have to preface. Yes. What movie was it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> we do that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, welcome to Jump Cut. This is a podcast where we talk about movies. And today's episode, we're talking about the 2010 big flick, The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yeah, I... Uh, probably one of my all-time favorite movies. It's going to be up there. I got the Blu-ray. I got the special edition VHS. I got the special edition uh, DVD with the commentary by Nick Cage. So... It's a uh, glass case above my bed sort of movie material, I would say. Here's the thing. I know you, you brought up Minutemen. And I'm glad that you did because I really was going to bring up other Disney original, like Disney Channel original movies. Yeah. Some of them are better than this. I'm going to be honest with you. Sure. That's fine. Like, I thought <laughs> High School Musical is great. Like, High School I, I Musical know, is fun. not one of the good ones. That's for sure. Whoa. Okay. You, you could just, I'll let you go off on this rant so you can get canceled <laughs> in 10 years, but go for it. What else is bad? Camp Rock? Camp Rock is what not else? good either. Now, Camp okay, fine. Here's the thing. I feel like you don't like they're not trying to be cinema. They're not trying to like break okay, the, the mold look, for filmmaking. Sure, sure. But look, <laughs> there are yeah. like it doesn't matter what the intention of the movie being made was. Is it good sure. or bad? The reason okay. I say that yeah, is yeah. because if every single like Disney original channel movie was bad, then I'd be like, yeah, OK, right. it's part of the genre. But they're not. I will live and die on this hill. Lemonade Mouth is objectively a good movie. It's such a good coming yeah. of age movie. Age. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, and it, we did it for the podcast, didn't we? At some point, or maybe we just watched it. I don't did really we? remember. I don't remember if we did. Okay, I think I just watched it and talked to you about it at some probably. Point. But either way, yeah, like I because I, I remember seeing it within the past like three years, probably. But either way, uh, I that movie I think is really good. But that doesn't make this movie not good. Like, I don't care how your reasoning follows. No, no, it doesn't like, make this... There are okay, good, but, yeah. So here's the thing. The reason I bring up those movies is because they're usually much lower budget, and the production value on those movies is a lot lower than, like, this one. That's why, of the high school movie, musical movies, 
The third one objectively looks the best because they had the highest budget for it because the first two did so well. I think they're all right. pretty bad but from a story perspective. <laughs> you know, you know but... what they say, though. You know what they say: "Mo money, mo problems." Though, <laughs> so I, I just I'm glad they, <laughs> they nailed it right with the, like the sweet. They definitely spot do with say this that. Movie. I mean, like you're not gonna argue with me that the later High School Musical movies were better than the original, but I would argue that High School Musical, the musical, the series is better than High School Musical was in terms I, of its like story and whatever. Yeah, and, I agree with that. Like, I it like can evolve and change, but one influences the other, so you can't completely cancel out the original. In the same way that this is the the reason why Dungeons and Dragons did so well, probably. I think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got nothing enough, to back up. This that is the claim, movie but... that put Merlin on the map. <laughs> Merlin was nothing before the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Um, <laughs> How do you think now, that, that one sitcom from the CW or whatever got made? Not sitcom, but like that one TV show, Merlin, that ran for probably too many seasons. I bet if we just... looked it up, like, no, you're going to say it's like two seasons. I bet it's like eight. And, oh, and no, we no, both no. I don't know anything about it. I don't know a single thing about the show, but I remember it being like gay bait, apparently, which okay. I thought was so. Very it was a fantasy TV show from two years before this movie came out that ran for five seasons. Five seasons, bro. Like they, they <laughs> the books from the old English scripts weren't that long. I don't know. Anyway, I, I feel like that's why this movie hits so good because it kind of gets in, gets out, establishes its lore, tells its story, and then leaves before you've had too much time to like yes, but... appreciate it. It's good. Wait, this movie? Yeah, I, 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 I like this movie. I, if, if that's playing my cards too early, I'm just saying that uh, I do like this movie. No, no, no. I think it's. I think the movie is okay. But I, I do have my I, issues with it. You know, I, I started this off with, like, a very negative tone, but I actually do think it's not bad. I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, right? That's what I kept saying. Like, I kept thinking in my head that I remembered this movie being laughable. And it is. Like, there are times where it's just goofy. But I think it also nails a tone that knows it's goofy and, like, leans into it. And then if you actually wanted to do, like, character analysis, there's interesting character stuff that happens throughout the story. I'm going to stop you right there. There is hey, no character hey. stuff going on. There is so much character Name stuff. There's definitely one there. character thing that happened in this movie that you haven't like that's so, good. Balthazar Blake. You know the man, right? Nicholas okay. Cage himself. Sure. So Balthazar's whole story is that he has been on a set quest by Merlin to protect the ring and stop Morgana from being resurrected, right? But, obviously, our main character who, from the beginning, the Sorcerer's Apprentice namesake, Jay Baruchel, what's his actual character's name? I don't even remember. (laughs) Dave. 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 Okay. So, Dave has been tasked with defeating Morgana, but from the get-go, he wants to get with Becky. And he finally has his in for getting with Becky, and he's getting close with her, but Balthazar wants to stop him. Why? Because Balthazar was put in the same situation when he was younger and knows the risks of not defeating Morgana, because his love got sealed away all these years. There's nuance there. Wait, and that's I'm why you sorry. can see him give in. Balthazar saying... gives in to Dave later on because <laughs> on, he acknowledges on. that his own mistakes were from not following his heart when he was younger all those years back as a young sort. I think and then that plays out in the end with him I, saving both of them and like trusting that the love overcame like you know because he releases uh, whoever oh, hey, hold, on, hold on hold on hold anyway, on I get it I what? get it but I yeah. think you're giving this movie I you know what 
I'm going to be positive about this. I am glad that you gleaned more as a character analysis from this movie because I truly <laughs> did not. <laughs> that's that's to fair. Me, that's fair. The only thing that I will give credit is that I think they try to create a uh, – would it be foil between mm. Dave and Balthazar and how they handle their love life? But I even that, I think, is on shaky ground because both of their situations is fundamentally different, in my opinion. The reason yeah, why – I mean, they are. Yeah, but like – well, you said before, like – are we jumping into spoilers? Are we just doing this? Wait, before that, I do want to get into some preamble on the actual movie and, like, why it was made. Because sure. I, I got to be honest, I did some, like, nerdy digging before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, And the reason I did is because, you know, the scene where he, like, you know, makes the mops clean his, like, uh, lab or whatever? Fantasia. Fantasia. Yeah. And I was like, huh. Yeah. That's kind of cool. <laughs> Because so I, I, I was some... when I was looking up the movie to watch it, like where to watch it. Turns out it's on Disney Plus. But when I was looking it up, there was a, a, a popular search that was like, "What's the difference between the Sorcerer's Apprentice and Fantasia?" And I'm probably going to say something you're about to say, but it turns out Fantasia had three sequences. The third sequence being called the Sorcerer's, the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Apprentice. Yeah, yeah. And then this movie came out of, I guess, that world, or they took that IP and decided to spin it off into this own, like, I don't know weird universe in its way and like i guess the movie wasn't successful enough to have that keep going or maybe they told their story and we're done with it but either way like that that scene is a direct reference to fantasia and i thought it was really cute especially like if you watch the post credit scene they show the hat there's I a post credit scene, scene. <laughs> yeah but you didn't watch shut the, the fuck up scene. shut the fuck up in the post credit scene they're going through balthazar's lab and they see the hat like the 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 hat with like the stars and the moon from, from yeah, Merlin's hat. yeah, Merlin's hat that Mickey had, who was the original Sorcerer's Apprentice. That's yeah, interesting. <laughs> so it is it, fa- okay. The the thing is, is like Sorcerer. I didn't know this. Fantasia is essentially just animated classical music. So the Sorcerer's okay, Apprentice is neither did I. Is a composition by some like old timey like guy, you know. That's why sure. if you ever watch the movie, there's a heavy focus, or if you watch Fantasia, there's a heavy, heavy focus on like the music and the composition, because it's right. essentially Disney being like, check this shit out, but also look how sick we are at animating. But okay. I think it's really funny that, like, there is lore for Merlin and for like the. Arthurian is that what they're called Arthurian legends sure yeah so I think it's really interesting that they chose or their like core uh inspiration was a composition from like the 1800s I just thought I don't know yeah with the Mickey Mouse as a wizard yeah 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 (laughs) I like that but see that's what I'm saying I like that the movie had like heart to it it knew what it was like it had that goofy Uh, little bit in it I don't know, know that kept it fun I thought, like, it was interesting seeing him, like, uh, for example, there's a scene where they go to, like, a Chinese New Year festival or some festival that's happening in Chinatown, and they turn a dragon into a real dragon, and then Balthazar blows confetti everywhere, and it, like, obfuscates it so the crowd doesn't know that magic exists, and that's, like, a very cool scene. I thought it was, like, very cute, and, like, the animation was so passable that I was fine with it. It didn't, like, stand out or anything. It wasn't remarkable, but it didn't look terrible, especially for the time. 
And like, I don't know, that's like little things like that that feel like a fun world to have kids be like, ah, I saw that one movie. And also sure. makes me really nostalgic about like the music of the era. But okay, well, reasons. I think me personally, I'm not a big fan of the song Secrets by One Republic. So that scene <laughs> where he's playing the Tesla coils just didn't hit. Um, Dude, but, but also... science is magic. <laughs> yeah Dude, um, science is magic that's the whole point you don't get no, it i just i just think like <laughs> i like to give kids more credit and i think they deserve better stories to be told to them because this is it. <laughs> there ain't nothing going on here i'm gonna be honest like yeah what it's cool it it's cool fun. it's yeah okay it's fun sure i mean you can make okay. the emoji movie you know how like, was fun you know <laughs> but okay, stop no, listen, listen, you know listen, listen, like listen, to, listen, like listen, 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 hold on, hold on, okay, go the movie it. is fine, but I think they could have told a much cooler story than the one that was told, I don't know, man, the fact is, I could not relate to any of the characters, even the main guy, Dave, who we're supposed to be like a stand-in for, he's like being introduced sure. to like magic and shit, this man is a physics student, he gets taught that, oh, magic is real, and it's just an extension of like, physics as you know it and he's just like okay cool i guess i'm a wizard guy now i'm a sorcerer guy now i'm a magic man like what where did what <laughs> come on man what do you mean he beats he knew the... that but there was a lot of he stuff knew that like as a kid as a kid he was exposed to magic and then gaslit by his rest of his gaslit <laughs> I mean, well, because canonically in the world, magic is real. So, yes, he was gaslit, I suppose, <laughs> into thinking that what he saw wasn't genuine and then convinced himself that he was also wrong and then rediscovers magic 10 years later and gives in. I don't know. Like, it seems reasonable to me. Maybe in my head, because... what I would describe this movie as is, like, the best scenes of a Harry Potter movie, but you don't need to watch three hours of prep work. I would actually... So, I would actually argue that if we're saying it's the best scenes from Harry Potter movies, yeah, it beats a lot of the magic in the Harry Potter movies. For right? whatever reason. That's what I'm saying. At, uh, and I was worried about this at the start when they were like going through and him and, and Balthasar were like fighting in the shop. I was going to yeah. be like, is this just going to be like, is magic just going to be like lasers? Like, am I going to see nothing interesting? And I was right. pleasantly surprised by a lot of the magic that they do. Like that That's one spell saying. where he like throws water at him and it slows him down. That looks pretty sick. Like I was on board yeah. for that. But Dude, the then... Hungarian mirror trap. <laughs> <laughs> that was so know, sick. Man. Like, are you serious? Like there's actually cool scenes that come out of this stuff. Like that's what I'm saying with like you take the setting of a magical world and you bring it to a modern thing and you bring it with students who are of age and interesting. I just feel like Hogwarts itself is a cool world and if you get immersed in that sort of thing that's fine and like Harry Potter can have its own fans and they you know enjoy the world for how it's described and all the lore and depth to it and that's one thing right but if I just wanted to be taken on a magical adventure I don't want to have scenes where I'm sitting in a classroom alongside bored students listening to bored lecturers you know what I mean like I, that's I, not a fun and exciting way to I learn get about the world. I understand. Yeah. I have two points. One, I think those <laughs> scenes are potentially necessary to Harry Potter because it lets you it, it takes feel... place in a school. What's like, that? Like it's hard it's hard to yeah, it takes place in a school. Like it's hard no, to no, get around this. Not just scenes. that. Not just that. I think it's supposed to illustrate or highlight the monotony that, you know, 
wizards will go through the same way every other people will go through. To me, those scenes are just there to show that it's like, like even if you can do magic, you can still get bored type shit. The other thing Bruh, too, but nobody, and I think, nobody watches wizard movies to highlight monotony. That's no, fucking lame. I, under, I but that's not what I said. People watch it for. I said I understand why the scenes are there. Don't they listen? Let me listen. <laughs> shut up. But I, I, this is the other thing, and I think this is a missed opportunity by Harry Potter is that, um, it set it takes place in the modern era, but uh-huh. everything wizard based has nothing to do with the modern modern era. You're essentially like being transported back in time type shit. Yeah. I kind of like that they were playing with cards. They're two separate worlds. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. The the, the mirror spell where he drove through the falling sheet of glass that was like the mirror panel of a building and then emerged out onto the highway of the regular world. Like, that was so sick. There's like actual cool scenes. That's what I'm trying to describe. Like, as much as it's like weird and funny like when he breaks open the cask and then like a child comes out from the salem witch trials or whatever and kidnaps a woman like it's goofy but it knows it's goofy and it's not trying to be serious all the time i'm so that's why you can have scenes like the fantasia one thrown into this middle of this movie and not have it stand out because he's just trying to clean up for a date and floods his basement or whatever i am you know flabbergasted right now because Why? what you're saying makes sense. I understand where yeah. you're coming from. The movie has a lot of heart, and it's campy right. where it needs to be. The reason right. why I'm taking it back, what's that? And you love that. You love that. About I movies. do. I, I like, do. I yeah. absolutely do love that shit. But this is why I'm taking it back, because we have talked about movies that are campy like this, and you'll say that you don't like that the movie doesn't take, it ser- self- it's, doesn't take itself seriously. That's why I'm I like... I think it depends... It depends on the tone they establish for themselves. I think if you're trying to be like, okay, something I hate, and let's bring up Guardians to bring this up, actually. So Guardians has a terrible history with this. Guardians 3, the newest movie, there's a scene specifically where they're drawing attention. Wait, wait, hold on. Spoilers. Oh, spoilers. No one gives a shit. This is an important It's been out for like two weeks. Yeah, and everybody's seen it already. I guarantee it. Nobody listening right now who cares about Guardians of the Galaxy is worried about spoilers. They have already seen it. Okay. <laughs> there is no passive enjoyer of Guardians. They're all like either diehard or they're on Marvel's fucking, you know, payroll <laughs> mailing list like me. Yeah, payroll like me who go to every movie. Or they don't care and don't will not care. But either way, this isn't even a major spoiler. This is a very light moment in the movie. Or not even yeah. light, but not important story-wise. There's a scene in the movie where, as a joke, they have a character execute another one trying to learn information. And it's like, those scenes are the scenes I hate of campy movies. The scenes where you, like, make this, like, violent thing or this completely off-tone thing seem like a joke as part of the regular movie. Even there's one from Spider-Man Homecoming, right? Which we I love that movie. But, like, you see Vulture kill one of his, like, mercenaries by accident. It's like, that doesn't add anything. And it just sets a weird tone. It stands out from the rest of the movie, right? I but fundamentally the whole premise disagree. Of this one, the whole premise of this movie was so, like, goofy and acknowledging the fact that it looks weird. And, like, you know, Jay is, like, a or Dave is someone we can relate to, is thrown off by the world of magic. That it's not really that, like, crazy that he tries to use it to make his life better and ends up fucking it up and, like, flooding his house or whatever. Those scenes don't but, stand out but as much. that's those, okay, those scenes are, like, divorced from the thing that you're talking about. 
because I don't think those things are tonally different from what the movie sets out to do. I also think that right. this movie is just lighthearted in general. There's That's no doom so and that, gloom that tone anywhere. Is still, right. So that tone is carried through even with its scenes that are like heart wrenching and then like, you know, light and airy. Like scenes I, like I, that with this flooded basement are meant to be just fun and laugh at them sort of deals. But I then you it. also have like emotional scenes where he's like crying over it. There's a no corpse. emotional scenes. Let's not get it twisted. There, <laughs> there dude, are. Just there you is didn't not fall for them. No, just no, no, no. Your no, no, heart no. is made of black it's, it's obsidian. Not, my heart is not made of, of, of obsidian. <laughs> there is bait for tonal scene or for uh, emotional scenes in this movie, but the only one that like has a semblance of, of, like, sticking out is the scene where uh, Balthazar, air quotes, dies at the end. And even that yes. one, I think, did not stick the landing at all because, like, <laughs> what? He just, like, up and is like, oh, she can stop your heart, I can start it. What? When did you – where did that come from? Also, like, why didn't you think about – like – why did they take a second to make us believe that he was dead before he got up and was like, not on my watch, you know? What do you mean? <laughs> it's I didn't setting like the it. tone. It's supposed to be like, oh, wait, not you well. can't do it. The, what, fuck you. We just talked about Guardians, and now I am going to spoil Guardians. <laughs> you want to talk about scenes no, with a bait and switch? Listen. Bro, that entire movie is bait and switches. Like, right. The whole thing, they introduce characters that you as an audience member know will die. Like, their entire purpose is to die on screen. Okay, but And then they do, and it's like, but, oh, great. But there is no... Okay, but here, hold on. There is no... How do I phrase this? You are introduced to these characters that you know are going to die, and the scenes with them are not displayed as... Like, oh, there's hope for them. You know there's no hope from the start. It's setting up a backstory and it's setting up, like, a character's motivations and why they are the way that they are type shit. There's no scene think... where you're like, oh, they might actually get away. It, it doesn't happen. What do you mean? There are. There's very clearly a scene where they might get away and then it doesn't happen. For five seconds. That's the whole, like... but... Yeah, but that's the whole thing. Like, as in, what I'm saying is, like, they establish characters just to have them go through this one thing and then write them off like their their entire narrative purpose is to serve somebody else's goal right and it's like that's fine to have in a movie but i i feel like it's not it doesn't make sense like what was i trying to bring it up how does it relate to this one you were saying there's no like heart-wrenching scenes no like, i'm but saying this movie like way... balthazar served a purpose outside of furthering you know dave's plot like there weren't that many characters so they all individually had stories that mattered you know what i mean I okay, I'm not making a statement on Balthazar's characterization or Jay's characterization. I'm saying that specific scene lingers too long for my liking. That's fair. If 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 you want to make it like drive it home that Jay is gonna or not Jay, I said Jay. Dave is gonna do whatever it takes to bring this guy back. There's not gonna be like a couple of seconds where they like linger there to show his dead body. That's what I'm saying causes the tonal inconsistency because there's no sense of okay. urgency that he would do anything to get this guy back. And also, I don't think that their relationship was fleshed out as well in the movie to warrant this fool like trying everything to bring him back to life. What? No, I disagree with that wholeheartedly. I feel like they, they totally got it right. I, okay, I don't like Nick Cage in most of his things. Okay, there's very few works I appreciate Nick Cage in, right? But Except this movie, sleepless in Seattle? I thought, sleepless. It's no, no, it's Spider Verse. 
But what? The, but what do you mean? Sleepless in Seattle is amazing. I haven't seen Sleepless in Seattle, and okay. I won't because he's in okay. it. <laughs> but, Wait, am anyway. I thinking of Sleepless? Is it Leaving Las Vegas? It might be Leaving Las Vegas. Oh man, this guy's watched every movie under the sun. Can you stop bragging so I can finish my point? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what I'm trying to say is that like I I appreciate that they had the time to grow it naturally because you could see Balthazar change over the course of the movie. Like he's very focused on the work and doing it right at the start because he only cares about this Merlin thing. And okay. then like you know, push comes to shove. Jay wants to, or keep calling him Jay. Dave wants to hang out with other people, wants to get to know Becky. And he has to like, he conflicts with him about that. Right. And then Dave figures out after consulting Horvath or getting attacked in the bathroom that, oh, there's way more to this. And then Balthazar and Dave have this heart to heart about what's actually going on and why he feels the way he does about not getting women involved or not falling in love. You're getting your emotions involved. And then that gets Becky to get involved in the story as well. And then gets her abducted. And Balthazar sees the reason for that and goes to help him get Becky. It's like there's, there's always a purpose that keeps the two characters connected with one another. And I feel like it's not unbelievable and i think nick cage actually acts it out well like i i I thought it was fine (laughs) okay i think you're 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 towing the line a little bit here by saying nick cage acts (laughs) it out well but okay it's a weird (laughs) no no hold on hold on i will say that (laughs) (laughs) i i think okay i think from pen to paper character motivations are well defined and character relationships are well defined what I mean okay. by I don't think that it was best represented that they were like together is every single emotion that they have against each other or towards each other or towards anything is exposited, exposited to the viewer. Now, you can say that it's because it's a kid's movie, but I mean, I've seen kids movies do better than this and like get across like other motivations without have to say, having to say anything. Or saying it in a better way. Like, you have the two characters talking and Nick Cage being like, it's dangerous to have a romantic life while also being a wizard. And that's boring as hell because you don't see any of that. I, okay, like, I guess so. But I think this is... I, I, I'm not trying to, like, attack you specifically. But I want to bring up other points that you mentioned about the way, like, shonen anime differs from regular anime in sure. Japan. Where it's like... They explicitly call things out that they wouldn't do in other mediums because it's meant for a target audience of specific kinds of people. Yeah. I get what you're saying. The kids can be smart and we can make entertainment that's meant for kids. But when you appreciate it, like, I think, okay, this but movie hold on, hold on. was if not you... meant to be watched by a theater full of adults, right? No, but I know. Those other There's other movies that we know of as good kids' movies that are meant to be experienced by a theater full of adults. Maybe it's for nostalgia reasons, or maybe it's just like such a good story told well. Like Puss in Boots, for example, right? Sure. It's not meant to be a theater full of adults, but you could tell they factor that in, right? I don't think that this movie factors that in or caters to that demographic, but I don't think that's a bad thing is what I'm no, trying to say. No, I because I disagree I f- personally. Really? I, okay. So uh, let me – let me because you brought up shonen anime, I think that's a perfect segue. I sure. think shonen as a genre is bad. It's not a good <laughs> – and I'm, I'm, that's a very blanket statement. Whenever you have <laughs> a generic – Rest in peace to the One Piece episode that will never come out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like shonen anime as they are. If you give me the tropes and the cliches, does not make yeah. for good, engaging stories. It's very okay. predictable. 
you know, you know what all the characters are going to do before they do it, so on and so right. forth. What makes shonen anime stand out, or the ones that like ride the cream of the crop, if you will. The fight uh, scenes. One Piece. No, One Piece, Naruto. <laughs> the fight scenes are cool, but they're always existing in manga form before they get to get animated. And it, I don't know if it's I'm me. I'm pulling your chain. And may- <laughs> maybe I'm just not reading the right fight at manga, but the anime better represents action than the manga does. The reason you stick around with the manga is because you have an engaging plot line, something that will draw you in. And you have, mm-hmm. in my opinion, engaging character motivations that you want to see, you know, follow through. How yeah, am I going to realize? So the reason I'm tying this back now is because Puss in Boots is a perfect example. I don't think that movie was written with parents or with adults in mind. I think they took some care in the way that they told the story and they wanted it to be representable to all audiences, if that makes sense. I really don't think like... To me, what makes a kid's movie a kid's movie isn't how the story is told. It's what story is being told. The simplicity in the story is the key aspect that you have to get here, which you have here. You have okay, yeah. like the, no, the good and evil, you know, but yeah. you can represent that a lot better than, than they did here. That's my, my biggest issue with it. Okay. Yeah. So, so I a hundred percent agree with what you're saying. That's very true. Like, the, yeah, it's not really the craft of the work or the quality of the animation. It is the quality of the story that determines the audience. Right. And so I will accept that this movie is like the, the story, the plot being told is very much focused at children, young children. Right? And that's like, fine. It's not meant to be something groundbreaking. Right. Yeah. That's, that's where I think I have an issue with what you're saying though. Like, why is that worse than when it's targeting a general no, audience? No, it's absolutely not. The, so this is what I'm trying to say. I think okay. having a story that's very simplistic or very basic, where it's like right. a story between good and evil, you have the... It's it's essentially the hero's journey. You have the character. He meets a mentor on oh, the way. Oh, shit. We're here. He changes... We got it. What's that? <laughs> we got it. We made it all this way. <laughs> the hero's journey, dude. Full circle. Draw it up. Put it on the whiteboard. Put it but up. I'm label being... it. Everybody, bring out the Iliad. We're hoping your book. Shut <laughs> up, Leander. God damn it. Every time I try to say something interesting or succinct, he cuts me off and makes fun of me. Um, but anyway, I, I think that's a good story to tell. It, it's very digestible by all audiences. But what sets those uh-huh. stories apart is the presentation and the way that the story is told. And that's what I'm saying. Like, okay. I, I really think that the... Like, I do think that they set up a good foil between Balthasar and Dave. I just think I would have liked it to be shown more than them expositing to each other. Okay, I think I think I see what you're getting at. And I think that's fair. Like, a better movie could have told what you're saying the same story, but in a better way. Yeah. Like, with more, like, characterization, interesting camera work. Like, it could have been presented in a better package, right? Yeah. The, I think the thing for me, though, the reason I feel like I don't want to demerit the movie for that is that, a, like, not only is some of it preference, like, some of it is what I would think of as more interesting and other people could find as distracting. Sure. But most of all, I think it's, like, mostly that, like, the movie itself doesn't need to focus on that if other aspects of it that do get care and attention are still good enough. You know what okay. I mean? Like unlimited budget and unlimited time for all movies can make them all phenomenal right even stories you don't care about right yeah but 
I mean, knowing what this movie is and what it was trying to do and that it's just one of many movies that would have been available at the time that are just Disney movies that come out for kids to watch sort of deal, right? It, it's not trying to break the mold, but I think it did enough interesting stuff in the place and era it came out in that I was actually like pretty happy with what I watched by the end of it. You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't really watch back so. and have nostalgia goggles that like, oh, this movie was so much better than I thought it was. Uh, I kind of had that, but not like it was immensely better. Not like it was earth shattering and like my world's been changed. Right. But I do think it was better than my memory of it was serving. So I don't know that like it not doing everything that I would use at a modern scale to judge movies means that it was lacking. I think it just focused on the parts that I feel were the most impactful, like the music and like, I don't know, the fun magic-y stuff. That I didn't mind that it was missing the interesting camera work or like more character-y bits, I guess. So to put it lamely, I'm a, I'm a, I get what you're saying. You're, yeah. I, I think I, I still disagree with you a little bit. Sure. But mainly on the point that like, its contemporaries from the era are a lot better at doing the things that I enjoy more, <laughs> so to speak. Like, okay. not, not that. Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief is a good movie, but I think it definitely functions better and has better characterization than this movie does. And even like that's fair. Fuck it, I'm gonna I mean, go Jeff, with another. You're, you're basing that on a book, though. Like that. That's no, no. I'm talking about the movie. I'm talking about the movie. No, no. I know you're talking about the movie, but the movie is based on a book which had a lot more thought and work put into it. The world's crafted there. This is an original IP. It came from like a like a 10 minute bit of a movie from ages ago you know what i mean like it's it's just a, i don't know I, like you already have the bones of something to work with when you take and adapt a movie for television like you could say the same thing about maze runner like i thought the world developed in maze runner was so interesting right but i'm not going to give the movie credit for that that was a story that existed they adapted you know i that's why you kind of have to judge it based on the thing that it is and so i feel like parasite for example great movie because it was brand new but i think when it comes from something there's a certain like mark you have to take off for it being adapted that they didn't bring out this world. They just realized it. And I feel like for the lack of background knowledge you need to watch this movie, I thought it was really good. I know, but I I also think like it like the movies were a generation or a group of people's introduction to these stories or to these characters sure. if you will. Because my other example was going to be The Vampire's Assistant which is like the same vein as these movies. And I, not that I've seen it in a while, but I remember enjoying that one more than this. That's for sure. I don't remember that movie, but it sounds somewhat familiar. Yeah. (laughs) See, this is what I mean. Like there are other contemporary movies that are doing the same thing from the same era that Mm -hmm. do things better. I, I, the only reason I hesitate to bring it up now is because I also think that one's based off of a book. But and not even that that's like an awful thing, because I'm saying like the, the I'm just kind of saying like the world that's built out needs to serve a purpose for the movie. And it depends on one thing, whether you're trying to build out the world for the sake of the series, whether you're trying to build out the world for the sake of one off films. Right. So yeah. I think like we didn't need more details on how magic functions in this world the same way we do in Harry Potter, because Harry Potter is a universe. This is a movie. They didn't try to spin it off and do more. The same yeah, with, but like, they could have. They could have, I'm sure, but then they would evolve into like having more 
rigor and like laws set in place and rules to abide by which we didn't really have to think like we don't need to worry about how touching a mirror turns it into a mirror universe like we don't need to think about that or that touching the top of a car can turn it into like a ferrari or a mercedes it's like that doesn't matter don't think about that right (laughs) whereas if that shit happened in like the the order of the phoenix like people would lose their minds because they have like so much but like uh i'm just saying comparatively like i i don't really know what you're saying about other movies like i'm looking at the 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 time period or what these movies were and like all the ones from this era are all kind of goofy in the same way i just think the tone in this one is what makes me love it so much like you look at like chronicles of narnia and like the golden compass spiderwick chronicles oh spiderwick chronicles is so good too it's not though it really (laughs) is you go back Inkheart as well like all these like sci-fi ish movies fantasy movies that came out around this time like they they either were good books beforehand or good ideas or whatever but they didn't make like crazy good movies and i think it's because they try to toe the line of becoming this like lord of the rings style universe like take themselves too seriously whereas that's why i like this movie for being so like goofy and fun they're not trying to make out that like Oh, the Sorcerer's Apprentice, now that he's Merlin, he is God, you know? But they give him this, like, goofy appearance and, you know, shaky voice and, like, he's just, like, a regular dude. Even when he does turn into God at the end of the movie. I think it's kind of cool. I am confused by that point. Because I think what you're saying is, like, are you saying it's because the movie doesn't take the world it's setting up seriously? I think so, yeah. Like, the characters in themselves are convinced that the the world is real, and they have that, like, conviction and heart or whatever, but the movie itself isn't making it, like, I don't know, setting the tone is too serious. I take, like, any scene of, like, the, like, when I think of Narnia, I remember liking those movies when I was younger. I just think now, if I were to go back and picture the, like, Ice Witch talking about Aslan and all the, like religious imagery and shit and it's like that's too much like you're you're trying to make this out to be something it isn't like i watched this movie for a fantasy adventure and maybe again this is like take this as a grain of salt i haven't seen these movies in ages but i'm yeah. just saying that the tone that the sorcerer's apprentice gets at is not that i'm supposed to like be so immensely scared of morgana that like she's gonna kill the world and everyone in it you know it's like she's gonna raise an army of the dead and who is balthazar or who is uh like uh the other guy i don't remember his name the guy who played doc ock <laughs> like who is he what <laughs> is he trying to do oh yeah yeah vormoth or whatever i don't remember it like what is he trying to do oh he's just opening this cup and release like a this uh you know asian lee sin type character who's like i'm gonna fucking launch a dragon with my chest or whatever and it's like it's cool it's funny it's goofy looking it doesn't i don't know i think i understand what you're saying but i also think yeah. that the way the things that you have issues with with these other movies isn't necessarily that they take themselves seriously or not. I think mm-hmm. it's just how they set up the world that they're introducing to the audience. Because I think this movie is very like magic exists and that's pretty much all yeah. you need to know. You don't hear about any of other like Arthur adventures. You know nothing about Merlin as a character or as like, you know, how he devised magic. You just know that it exists. Yeah. For Narnia, and again, I haven't seen these movies in a while either, so I'm just kind of going based off of memory. And Spiderwick, Mm -hmm. 
The differences there is that you are being introduced to an entirely different world and an entirely different system. Because I remember there's a lot of establishing shots in Spiderwick showing you like the, the fantastical creatures and shit. Which is yeah. why I think the difference comes up here. I don't necessarily think it's it's the movie taking itself less seriously or more. They're just less establishing shots, so to speak. I I think if we watch them back, I think we would feel differently. Like, I'm pretty positive about that. I'm not saying that this is like a one-off, like there hasn't been one like this. But I think that like these movies do tend to take themselves pretty seriously. Like, even shit like Twilight takes itself seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're but They're not laughing Twilight... at the fact that they're... Yeah, but we sure, can laugh but... at it now, but they're not in on the joke. You know what I mean? But, but... <laughs> like, when I they think... made that baseball scene, they weren't tongue-in-cheek about it. They made that baseball scene. <laughs> yeah, because they thought it looked cool. I get it. But I think, like... Right. How do I say this? Like, I, I'm just I'm just confused as to what, like, the the difference is between like this movie and other contemporaries that's my only thing i don't know how to describe it other than it knows it's in on the joke like what joke that magic is weird like dude they introduce the character who's the assistant to like the what's his i need i should look it up horvath but but like there's also and there's also other like his assistant's like a chris angel mock-up and he like talks so funny and he's like you know when he tries to intimidate Dave and walks in he's like just hit me with your best spell like hit me like that tone is different than when you introduce the villain character in any of these other fantasy movies you know yeah but he's and not it's the more villain enjoyable character to be in this... this well he is he's one of them he's no, no, supposed no. to be intimidating he, but if we're going off of archetypes Horvath is the villain character he's the bumbling henchman he's not supposed to be right. played off as menacing Right, but even even Horvath has scenes like that that aren't like taken seriously. Not to the like main character. I feel yes, like every to... scene where he's with Dave is like Dave is like I'm literally gonna die right now if I don't do something. Sure, sure, right. But there's a scene where he's knocking on a window trying to get out of the mirror to wake up the guy in the yeah, stall. Yeah, where... you, you wouldn't see that shit happen with Voldemort. You know what I mean? Like yeah, but different but that's tones. because the like Voldemort as a character is different. I think I understand what you're saying now. The movie and yeah. the characters within the tone is lighthearted across all the characters. Yeah. I the think only I... thing, the one scene that breaks this for me is the scene where a car pulls up in front of Horvath and then he just takes a dagger out and kills the guy driving. That I don't know who put that in the movie. I was so taken aback by the scene. Do you even remember the scene? Nope. <laughs> It's so wild to me. It feels like I, I fucking like the whole movie. It's like you don't really see the violence or whatever. Like a dragon emerges in a crowded festival street. Like nothing happens really. It just kind of drives, goes away or whatever, right? But like, I that scene. There's a scene where as soon as he emerges from the the whatever that thing was that was locking him up, the Grimhold. Yeah. When he emerges from the Grimhold, he's in the street and a car honks at him and he's like, who do you think you are? And then like takes a knife out and just throws it in this guy's chest. And then it cuts away. Presumably that guy in the car. Just oh, yeah. Us. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's not know. like it, he like stands in front of the street. He's like, where was I? Yeah, exactly. It's that. that yeah. Anyway. But I regardless. I, I personally I, don't I'm agree. I'm okay with you not. Yeah, I'm okay with you disagreeing with this. I just think like that part is what I liked about the movie that it doesn't feel so uh lore heavy world build it all out buy our merch all this shit. it's just like this is a cool 
story that we're going to take you on, kids. Come along. I That's think I you're... Uh... All right. All right. That's fair. Can't really <laughs> argue with that. <laughs> I do think, though, that, like... How do I say this? I am a big enjoyer of melancholy. I needed a little bit of misery in my movies. You know what I mean? That's my only, sure. like, personal gripe. I feel like nothing really happens that is, like, of attention or of notice in the movie. Like, I don't know. <laughs> the the Like, what's-his-name dies, Balthasar, for, like, five seconds. And it's just like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> and you don't really yeah. feel Balthasar's pain to, like... He literally locked up the love of his life type shit. And, like, I, he I, lost her because... I, <laughs> You know, and I felt nothing. I, I was feel, like, that's cool, man. Good for I, you. I think you're looking in the wrong place if you're looking for that sort of thing in these genre of movies. I'm not looking you for know? this. I'm not. But like, OK, but like how like I'm gay. You know, I'm giving you this is my what I look for in movies to enjoy them. If I can't find it in this movie, then I didn't enjoy the movie. And that's like totally fair. But I just think like the for the movie to not present something that I guess specific that tone that specific it feels like i don't know like you're, you're gonna miss out on like a lot of a lot of movies because they don't all check these boxes like if it's an entirely happy story then is that a bad story like give me or one if the characters give me one movie where everything is happy throughout the entire thing and it's good well i i, I exactly exactly okay Andrew. like <laughs> I, I rest saying, my like, case yo Jury's the, out, the, like, bro, genre, and they're voting The genre guilty. of, like, fun adventure kids' movies is, like, what's what's the problem with those? Okay, like, let me I, give okay, you an example. Let yeah. me give you an example. Journey to the Center of the Earth. The fucking sure. Josh Hutcherson, The Rock movie. That sure. movie is a fun, adventurous romp, but there is still some scenes where, like, Josh Hutcherson's character is like, damn, I can't believe my dad left our family. That's pretty cool. That's all I need. It doesn't have to be like complicated. Uh huh. But but this movie had that. Then Not really, if the if the bar is that low, then yeah, like him almost dying at the end, locking up the love of his life is another thing. Getting ridiculed as a kid, I guess, is another. But I'm saying like, like I'm saying the that. scenes that are there are not done well. Okay. I think that's another thing then like if you didn't feel the emotional whatever pull that they're trying to establish even if it's weak like they're not trying to make you sad though i think or there are other movies that are intentionally trying to make you feel sad or reminiscent of the character's feelings or something like that but this movie is lighthearted. yeah I, but like other wrong. movies are lighthearted too that's what i'm saying i just really don't get it like Shaun of the dead yeah his family dies but they're, they're, they don't try to okay, make but you Shaun of the dead is a comedy it. But this movie is a comedy, too. <laughs> You're not a comedy. Fuck you. Shut up. I'm right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Guys, like, no one died in Stort Little, and that's why it'll never make my list. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I don't think if I watched Stuart Little, I'd be like, this is a good movie. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Stuart Little 4, directed by Hashem. They kill the mouse at the end. Kill Bro, and eat the mouse. <laughs> it's not even that they kill the mouse. It's that they disown him. They disown him, and they're like, why did we adopt a mouse in the first place? And then he has to go yeah. through the entire movie miserable, feeling unwanted. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Damn. Well, I think that was a good discussion of the movie. 
I want to bring up some fun facts that I didn't realize until after I'd already picked it. But this is so interesting to me. So last week we had watched, um, uh, what was it? Warm Bodies, right? Yeah. And you had picked Warm Bodies because you wanted a movie that had uh, the main Nicholas character. Holt. What was his name? Nicholas Holt because of Renfield. Okay. Yeah. Now, fun fact, Renfield, the other main character is uh, Nicolas Cage, who happens to be in this movie that I picked. And the love interest from Warm Bodies is Terry Palmer, girl? who plays Becky in this movie. <laughs> Which is like such a weird, specific overlap of the three films that we have picked to all talk about Renfield, even though That's neither true. of us have seen this movie. Like, <laughs> So I guess we gotta go watch know. Renfield, basically. I feel like we should eventually watch Renfield, but I already missed its theater like running, so I can't see it until it comes out. We have to else. watch it and review it. <laughs> at some point whenever like, it like, comes to dvd yeah it's, it's obligatory like somewhat built point. into the lore now yeah yeah <laughs> it's weird but anyway i thought that was so interesting because i was gonna pick a completely different movie until like last minute of last yeah. week so i'm glad i'm glad we went with this one though but yeah so uh, i'll give it my rating first as is customary what is the item we're gonna use Grimholds? uh probably the rings right sorcerers the rings what what did he call sorcerers them? rings merlin's rings Merlin's ring. Merlin's ring. Okay. So I'm going to give it an eight. No, a nine. Eight and a half a rings. A nine? Out. You're actually what? delusional. Hey, stop. You're actually <laughs> delusional. I like the yeah, Our system half, is broken. I, I said eight and, eight and a half. All right. I'm going to give this eight movie a, a five. Oh, okay. It's not good. Damn. Okay, okay. Someone fucking <laughs> ate raisin bran for breakfast. I get it. Not a great day. We'll try again next week. No, listen. I hope I'm I can. Just saying... I hope I can find a movie that pleases your Majesty. No, Leander, you have picked plenty of movies movies that have pleasantly surprised me. Now, to be fair, yeah. I was in my memory. I thought I would give it no more than a three, but. It was better than I remembered. So. so you're saying I talked you up to a five? You did. <laughs> you're crazy. What, what can I say? I mean, man? you're not. You can have opinions. You're right that no, they didn't kill the mouse. So I guess the movie does deserve Bro, a five. You're the right. fact that everybody gets a happy ending at the start makes me so angry. At the end, yeah, no, that makes that's sense. objectively sure. not true. I, I, I was dissatisfied with the conclusion because I didn't think anybody's story arc actually came to a satisfying conclusion. But let's okay. just leave it at that. Let's let's leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I was looking for something different and I saw what I enjoyed and I enjoyed what I enjoyed. Maybe I'm glad that you did, honestly. Yeah, I did. I did enjoy I it. I should have watched this with my and brother. I don't know why I didn't. Things- yeah, I think he would have liked it. Maybe, or maybe he would have, uh, like, uh, I don't know. If he's anything like you, he would have like turned it off midway through and been like, no. "My, my, I can't, I can't be subjected to this kind of weak intellect and te- like, you know, media." Safe's at that and, and age not- where uh, he's like the most annoying movie viewer. Well, he mm-hmm. where he'll like pick like plot inconsistencies. Like we watched the Marvel movie <laughs> or the Mario movie together. And he yeah. was like, why did the blue shell come out of nowhere? I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? Shut up. <laughs> I have to fight him. So you saying, why did he pause for three and a half seconds over the body instead of just immediately using the spell if he really cared about Balthazar? That was different then? Yes, it what? was. Because my, my okay, concern yeah. there wasn't a plot inconsistency. The movie was wasting my time. <laughs> 
Okay. You're right. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Hey, no worries, man. <laughs> I'm glad I can get a little bit of your insight on this blessed day. I'm so happy. I'm so happy to hear it from you. <laughs> you always have the wonderfulest things to say about my movie picks. Okay. Let's hear it. Let's see what you got. Let's see what comes out of the fucking, what is it? The cri- Criterion collection that is your brain? Let's hear it. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to feel about this. I also don't know if this movie is good. Yeah, but... it might go over my head. We'll see, no. though. We'll see. Maybe maybe I'll be able to... <laughs> no, maybe my fucking it slim gym brain will be able to process will not, Leander. But uh-huh. Yeah, okay. I'm, uh-huh. I, now, bear in mind, heavy nostalgia goggles. Heavy. <laughs> so, okay. you know, I'm, I'm keeping in the, in the theme here. I'm going to yeah. go with Accepted as our next movie pick. There's no way. You yeah. picked the fucking boner <laughs> comedy about kids getting accepted to a fake Damn college. fucking That's right I did. did. Oh, my God. Do you know what type of movie genres I like and don't like and just pick one that I absolutely hated? Is that what Fuck you, you. your goal was here? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I literally don't like this style of comedy. Have you seen this movie? God. No, I've never seen it. I just know of the kind of movie that, like, I don't know. I think you'll be thing. pleasantly surprised. Okay, now I, I'm okay. ready to accept that. Like I also felt, I felt the same way about the intern when you picked it. I wasn't like as negative as I just clearly was, but I was not open to it. And then I enjoyed that movie, and I was yeah. ending up defending it. But I, we'll see. I, I think I'm going to be dissatisfied or unpleasantly surprised <laughs> if you will. I feel like you will as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just think like there's a lot of that genre that doesn't hit the same way as when we were younger. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't ever recommend we watch Super Bad because I wouldn't even want to discuss it for an hour. You know oh, what I, mean? I absolutely you know that's on my list. We will eventually okay, discuss Super Bad. One day. I don't know if I could do it. I feel like that whole that whole like era doesn't really hit with me anymore. I'm not like a fan of those style of movies. If there's I gonna be magic, fair. I need it I mean if there's gonna be comedy, I need some magic there as well, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So the sorcerer's Keep Apprentice smooth too, brains is what you're like telling me. me. Yeah. The Sorcerer's Apprentice 2, I would watch any day over, like, Hangover 2 or Pineapple Express or whatever. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Anyway. Well, uh, that's been that's been it. That's been Jump Cut. Uh, if you want to watch the movie with us next week, make sure to watch Accepted. Uh, I don't know, Hulu or some shit? Go find it. Uh, <laughs> you could find our podcast on JumpCut.fm or JumpCut.fm on Instagram, JumpCut.fm on Twitter. And you can follow our editor at DefaultBird or at BlueMoonPaper.com at her website where she sells stickers and stationary goods and all other kinds of things. Follow her Instagram too. That'd be cool. It would be cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're not real, so just jump cut up. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't perceive us. We only have voices. Mm-hmm. Um, Seriously, don't meet us in real life. Yeah. If you hear this, don't listen to don't Don't mention it. Like, I'm not, I'm not real. Yeah, I don't want to know. <clears throat> I don't want to know. It's, it's been, been real. real.